0: You're listening to Panthers on tap. I'm Curtis round joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game and Carolina Panthers football. So join us crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care. Whatever makes you sleep better at night before we dive into the episode, a little self promotion, stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on tap. All right. We got a first timer with us this evening on the Panthers on tap podcast. Wes joins us on the show. He's a contributor for 704 cast. Wes, welcome to the show. Thanks
1: for having me. Glad to join. Um, What's up? Listeners to Panthers on tap. Thanks for having me.
0: Bryson, how, how are we doing? Yeah, I know you're. I know you're getting pumped. This is this is a football show, but we got UNC, your team, in the Final Four. I know you're very excited about that, taking on the uh, arch rivals of Duke.
2: Yes, sir. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good right now. It, it's a stressful week for sure. Uh, just you know, playing your arch rival in the Final Four for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. But uh, you know, UNC wasn't supposed to be here, so uh, it is what it is. I'm happy they made it this far.
0: Are you more excited or are you more nervous about? I'm excited. Excited.
2: I'm excited because, like I said, UNC wasn't supposed to be here. (laughs) Nobody expected UNC to be in the Final Four. So, um, if they can spoil Coach K's retirement uh, tour, then good for them. If not, then nobody expected them to be there. So, it's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, I got Duke. I got Duke winning it all in my bracket, and I win a couple hundred dollars. So, I'm a Blue Devils fan this weekend. It should be it should be a good game. But let's get into it. There's there's a lot to discuss this evening, and we'll start uh, – the owners meeting was this week. Um, GMs were there. Coaches were there. David Tepper was there. Decided not to talk. Shocker there. Um, but, yeah, let's, we'll start with rookie quarterbacks because that's been really the talk as of late over these last couple of weeks, really since the season ended. Um, but Matt Rule had a conversation today with the media – uh, he was asked what he thought of the QB, or if he thought any of the QBs were worthy of a top ten pick, um, and he said, "I think one of those QBs will be a top ten pick. They're all impressive." So keeping it kind of nonchalant, doesn't want to get into too much specifics or details. Um, just trying to get our thoughts on this, guys. Out of Malik, Pickett, and Corral, who do you guys think is worthy of that top ten pick, Bryce? And I'll start with you.
2: I think I think there's two. I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are both top ten picks uh, in this year's draft. Us with the quarterback class as it is, um, I think it's smoke, smoke screen season for sure. So you know there's going to be different things said by different teams and um, where they see players. And obviously they're not going to try to give away too much. But uh, I think Malik Willis is my favorite quarterback in the draft, and I think that he has a possibility of going as high as two in this draft. And then I think that the Carolina Panthers like. Kenny Pickett I mean just with the stuff that came out with you know Matt Rule going to dinner with Kenny Pickett and just the way that he's looks at Kenny Pickett in the pictures that were posted and the way he talks about him and just the situation as a whole where Matt Rule needs to win now and can't really draft a quarterback like Malik Willis who probably needs to sit for a while like Trey Lance so I just think that the stars are aligning for Kenny Pickett or the quarterback that I've been saying this whole entire offseason, that's going to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Unfortunately, uh, I think that those two are the top options right now, and I hope they go the rookie route, but I would not be surprised if it's uh, Jimmy G. But, you know, I, I think um, with those three quarterbacks that you mentioned, uh, Pickett, Willis, and Corral, I think all three could go in the first round. Uh, I think Corral, you know, he's kind of like the X factor kind of, going under the radar right now, but he absolutely, I mean, he played in the SEC, had like a 70% completion percentage. Like he can play, he's athletic, he's got a big arm. So uh, I can see if, I can see teams liking him and taking him in the first round as well.
0: Yeah. We got Wes joining us from 704Cast. Wes, let's get you on the record here for our listeners who haven't listened to you guys or don't know your perspective on this rookie class. What do you think of these guys? They know what, they know what me and Bryson think, but what do you think of Malik Pickett and Corral? Or do you uh, have Cor- someone else in there?
1: So Corral is my number one. Um, I I, I am, I've been high on Corral the whole time. And and for me the 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 process of the draft, everyone, everyone kind of hypes up guys on their pro days, and, and everyone really the Malik has really taken a jump in senior bowl and pro days, in my opinion, and, and he wasn't everyone's number one until then. And for me, tape doesn't lie. And the, the tape on Willis is just He is a freak athlete. He's got a cannon of an arm, but he's he's raw. He's just really raw. And so I don't think I think he needs the right situation. I don't think he's worth a top ten pick. He's got the highest ceiling of all three. So so that's that's Willis Um, Corral. I think is kind of somewhere in between the two as far as readiness now. Uh, He's got a higher ceiling than Pickett, but can step in and play now. And then Pickett is Pickett is your Mac Jones this year. Um, that that's my that's the comp of uh, they're not the same player but as far as he can step in and not lose you games right now and so um, I think Matt Rule wants that is if, if he were going to draft a rookie I think that Scott Fitterer wants Malik if he was were to draft a rookie and I think the compromise is and this is the situation that I want to happen a trade back and take Corral um, so if, if we're drafting a quarterback that is if, just on quarterback specifically. Um, I don't think that we're going to give up an asset for Jimmy G. I think if they do, they're, I, I don't, if they're bluffing on not cutting him, I don't think we're going to give up an asset for, for Jimmy G um, just to, to touch on that. And same with, uh, same with uh, Baker. If, if one of them get cut, I could see making a play, but I don't see giving up a real asset for either.
0: Now you mentioned fitters, the Malik pickets, Matt rule. Who's Ben McAdoo's guy. Do we have a, do we have thoughts on that? Do we think it's Malik based off of his previous comments on radio shows? I think, I think I would say that. I think, I think Malik fits the bill of McAdoo's guy. Um,
1: I don't know for right. certain on that one, but the, 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 reason I think Malik is fitters guys, I don't know if you guys have an athletic subscription or not, but if you read that article with him in person, um, it pretty much all, but said that, that going into going into everything, they had a different quarterback order than they do now. And that, that just screams that Malik has jumped to the top to me for him.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was actually just going to mention that. Um, Fitterer he said he's got a pecking order for rookies and that it has shifted um which is interesting um again we don't know who they viewed as their number one they're obviously not going to reveal that you might see it in the camp camp confidential i hope we see it in that um when it comes out after the draft but um i did i definitely thought that was interesting i also it's it's so hard to read what the the reality is of what they're thinking because fitter had mentioned that or well the seahawks did this i I don't even know if he mentioned it but seattle did not they tried to keep the russell wilson draft when they drafted him kind of under the rug and um pull pull it out over all the nfl teams they did they didn't go to some of the things that he i think it was his pro day they tried to kind of sit in the background so that teams couldn't pick up on them at Wilson and I find it interesting that Fitterer in this most recent press conference specifically kind of honed in on Malik in that conversation again I don't know what it is I don't know if they clearly view him as the number one um, but I thought it was interesting he said I mean he was saying he, when he missed the throw, he was picking guys up, wiping it off. You could feel the excitement. He was lifting others around him, um, and he thought that Malik showed he can do that. So I thought it was interesting. He had one or two line, He had a one-liner on Pickett, one-liner on Corral, um, and then he went on this long long spiel on Malik. So I don't know what to think of it. I just wanted to point it out because, again, it, you uh, Wes mentioned it. There's a lot of smoke right now. Um, it's hard to tell really where they're at. But I'll tell you what I gathered from um just from reading stuff on the athletic and what Joe Persons reporting. I think without a doubt, I- I'll be comfortable say with without a doubt. I think Carolina's taking a quarterback. I really do from all of this. I have a hard time believing Matt Rules. He's gonna have he's had two chances now at QB. And now he's going to have a chance to go rookie when he probably should have done it last year. And if Matt rule gets fired and doesn't take a rookie quarterback in three years, being an NFL head coach, it will baffle probably the entire league. Like for, I don't think it's ever happened where a rookie coach is not taking a swing at a rookie quarterback or yeah. A new coach is not taking a swing at a rookie quarterback in the draft. It, It would be one of the weirdest things ever if it happened and I think for Matt rule to go out without taking one is just it's mind-boggling it really is it really is
2: if he's if he's really thinking he's got seven years a seven-year process I mean maybe he he just he's waiting I I don't know I mean if if that's the truth then maybe he feels like he's he's comfortable and, and and can wait and you know maybe they're not as high on this class as like a lot of people are saying like not really a good quarterback class overall and comparing it to 2011 besides Cam Newton in that class. So uh I don't know. Uh maybe they look at Jimmy Garoppolo and and say this guy's played in the Super Bowl. He's led his team to or in quotations led his team to uh you know, playoff wins and and gotten to the Super Bowl. So maybe they look at him and say he could come in here and win games in Carolina. Um I don't think so, but maybe that's that's what they do do you think
0: do you guys think carolina has the upper hand right now on that garage if there was a trade in the garoppolo trade just with timing right now or do you think if they wait it'll be better off they wait closer to the draft or draft day or after the draft to go after a guy like that
2: uh, i think because they have sam darnold i don't know if they have the upper hand in anything because they're gonna have to either cut or trade him if they were to get a, a jimmy garoppolo or um, baker with his contract i don't think that, that you know they could really. I guess technically they could have both um, cap wise because they they are sitting comfortably cap, but I know with the, they need to pay the rookies and they like to have about 10 million uh, to play with during the season for trades and stuff that would, that would eat that up. So um, I don't know if they're really, they really got the upper hand as we sit right now, but um, the 49ers and Browns are in tough positions as well. I mean, I'm sure Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't want to be a backup to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo wants to play on the team where he has a chance to start. And Baker wants out of Cleveland, obviously. So, uh, it's it's a bad situation all the way around, I think.
1: Nobody's beaten down San Francisco or Cleveland's door to make that trade. So, I think Cleveland is fine holding Baker if he'll play because I I think they're expecting a Deshaun suspension. So, they I've seen that they're fine with him starting the first half of the season. Um, unless they're bluffing, they're just going to have to hold – Jimmy G too, because nobody, no one's going to give up a real asset or what they want to, what they would want from him. I think it's a bluff for somebody to come in and offer a third round pick for him or something. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, and the closer it gets to draft, the less leverage they have. No, no one come draft day. Everyone will have the plan that they're going to move forward with, except maybe the Panthers
2: Yeah,
1: at quarterback. Um, so, yeah. and then I guess to touch on your thing, I think, so you touch on, you mentioned that you think they're going to go quarterback. I do part of, part of me thinks like, like Bryson mentioned that it's a lot of, a lot of smoke season. Um, and I, I think they really want Neil Icky or cross to fall to them. Um, and I don't love this quarterback class. And my thought has always been take the elite tackle. So, but if you're going to take a quarterback, I think it's trade back. So. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah the the thing is 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 how do they view cross that's the tricky question because i personally and we'll get into this in a couple weeks when we do a mock draft but i've i just i cannot i don't think icky or neil is going to be there at six i personally don't think that i think both of them guys are going to be gone within the top five um then you get to the question, do the Panthers value cross or do they take their, take their shot at the quarterback position? And yeah. it, it, there is a lot of, there is, it's, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not and what fitter is saying and them, you know, the whole brass out front and center at these pro days, but just from all indications as a fan, what I'm trying to gather, I feel like this is they're going to take their swing at QB. I, I have a hard time believing they're not. I just, I mean, I don't know.
2: Look, uh, undoubtedly, they're, they're going to add somebody to the quarterback room, whether that is a free agent, whether that is a rookie. Um, they, I mean, Scott Federer has said that they're, they're going to add somebody to that room. So, um, and, and from that same Joe Person article, uh, I think Federer mentioned you just keep swinging until you hit on quarterback. So uh, I think that it really depends on in their rankings where they have, you know, Kenny Pickett, uh, where they have Malik Willis, where they have Matt Corral, where they have Jimmy Garoppolo, where they have Baker Mayfield in their rankings and just, uh, you know, I, and Scott Fitter mentioned as well in that same article that having a quarterback on a rookie contract really allows you to, to build a team, uh, a, a very solid base around that rookie. So I think that they're going to go rookie as well. And I hope they do, uh, you, you know, in terms of their other options. So Uh, we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, it's still a month away and it feels like it's going to take forever, but, uh, I can't wait.
0: Well, let's talk about the guy, a quarterback who's on the roster. Matt rule today was speaking with the media and he talked about Sam a little bit. It it seemed like a kind of change of tune, but I'm not believing it. I know fans are freaking out. Oh my God, Sam Darnold's going to be the starter week one, all this shit. Um, Sam's door is closing very fucking fast. And it might've closed after the season, but um, he said that they hired Ben McAdoo because of his ability to evaluate the passing game. He said, he thinks Sam Darnold will get better and adds that um, obviously a a third quarterback. They're going to try to add at some point, but it was definitely a change of tune from his last end of the season press conference where Basically said they Sam Darnold needs to get better and the position is open for the taking that sort of thing. Um, thoughts on that, gentlemen? Because I know I, I there was a couple fans on Twitter who were hitting the panic button today, and I saw a couple headlines that were a little misleading. They were definitely clickbait from some of the people out there. But thoughts on Sam?
2: No, that's just the Panthers trying to to sell what they have currently, and 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 make it make the situation not look as bad just just you know your average pr um Sam Darnold is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers and he's probably not even going to be on the roster um to start week 1 uh in this upcoming season so uh I I don't buy into that at all I I think it holds no weight at all uh it's just them He's a guy on their roster they're they're going to talk good about him obviously they don't want to absolutely you know just fucking throw the guy in the road and get them ran over, but, uh they're just, they're just doing PR.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a one eighty from how they treated, uh, Bridgewater on the way out. Uh, I will say that. And and that's probably a lesson learned from if they hadn't treated Bridgewater that way, you probably would have, we probably would have made the sand deal. Uh, that, that relationship probably would have been salv- salvageable for one more year and we don't do the sand deal and we're, having a very different conversation about the Carolina Panthers right now, I think. Yeah. Um, but I too, do not think Sam Darnold will be on the roster. I said it for months now that we did a kind of a bold prediction in, in, an ep- in episodes a while back. And that was my first one. It's just Sam, Sam won't be on the roster, much less not the starting quarterback. Um, I still think that there's a lot of other things that they can do. They've left 31 million in cap space for a reason. Uh, they could have spent money elsewhere. They could have spent on a left tackle. They, they could have done things. So I, I I do not think that Sam will be the starting quarterback. I think it's um, an attempt to get a seventh-round pick or something for him, somebody to eat a couple million of his money. I don't know. I. It's, bad. it's a bad attempt.
0: Shit, we'll take a bag of chips for him. I'm, I'm at, this, at that point of uh, the Sam Darnold tenure in Carolina. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Bryson is the Cam stan of this show, if you don't know, Wes. Um, but Matt Rule talked about Cam today. According to Fitter, Matt Rule has had conversations with Cam this offseason. Um, and he said today that everything has to be right for the organization and right for him, and he said they'll keep in touch. Um, and then also another development today was Adam Schefter putting out that Cam Newton texted him saying that he's had teams interested. And he's basically waiting on the best fit. He wants to win, he wants to go somewhere where he can win a championship and get a fair chance to play. Both of those seem like they're out of the mix or Carolina, if we're being real here. Um, and then we had a we had um Kevin on last week, and Kevin kind of dropped the bomb on our show saying that right now, Seattle from his sources it seems like the most interested at this point in Cam Newton. Um, They've had conversations and um, obviously Carolina's had conversations with him as well. Um, So I just kind of want to get Wes, your take on this and then we can, me and Bryson can jump in here, but what's your thoughts on bringing Cam Newton back?
1: So I, I too am a cam stand Bryson. Um, We have a whole, I think, it might have gotten over two hours long episode about Cam. If you want to go uh, on the, on ours, it's we're 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 all three Cam stands. We're probably to a fault. Uh, kind of like I would love to have Cam back. I think if you give him a full off season with the playbook, with the offense, with the coaching staff, and actually give him a line and a healthy Christian, um, I think you have a team that can compete for the wild card. I really do. Um. Does Cam come back and play for a rule? No, not a chance. Um, I think the only thing that may have made that happen was the scenario they talked about of Deshaun coming and him just coming to try and tag along with Deshaun for some fun for a year in Carolina. But um, that, cause that was dropped today that, that that was the, that's the only scenario that's been floated of Cam actually coming back yet was to be Deshaun's backup. I don't see a scenario where Matt Rule starts Cam Newton as his quarterback week one. And that—I mean—it sucks to say—but one of the the best days of my Carolina fandom was last year. Last last year against Arizona. Oh
0: yeah. God, did you go to just... the Did you go to the Washington
1: game? I could not. I got offered oh, tickets okay. and I couldn't make it. Uh, I had a previous a, a previous okay. family engagement. I did yeah, not to make it.
0: Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm we angry. went to that game, and that with that shit was wild. <laughs> it really was. Just jumping on that, going off of that a little bit. Kind of what Wes said, I think, I don't want to call it a pipe dream, but the dream of Cam Newton starting again for this team I think is over with. I think if he does come back, it would be in that limited Arizona-type game role where he's coming in on the goal line. I don't think – I don't know. I that, that whole Matt Rule and Cam Newton relationship just seems odd to me. Um, even with ever all the comments – and they loved his leadership in the locker room. I'm sure that was true. I just, I don't see Matt Rule viewing him as a starter anymore. I feel like there is, um, there's, there's some pros to bringing him back though, because if they get a rookie like Malik Willis to have Cam Newton in that QB room with a rookie like him, um, would be very beneficial. So, I'm kind of it depends on who's back. I mean, who Carolina takes as a quarterback um, to bring Cam Newton back? But I think there are benefits if, if if they did go the rookie route. Yeah,
2: I agree with both you guys. Uh, I think you know if if Cam were to to have a full off season with this team and come in healthy next next season, that they would be competing um, for a playoff spot, like Wes said. But um, our head coach kind of just makes that scenario not not realistic uh currently um i would love cam newton back in carolina uh he's you know what was reported today by adam Schefter was he's looking for to play for a contender with a fair shot to start i don't really know where that would be uh i don't know what contender doesn't really have a, a solid quarterback in place right now um i guess maybe maybe the 49ers but i mean they just invested so much seattle in maybe I
0: don't know. I don't know if they're no, a contender, but like... No.
2: I mean, they had Russell Wilson last season. and didn't make playoffs, so I, I I don't know. I just... I don't really see where where that is, but um, if you do draft a rookie like Malik Willis, I think that it would be a perfect situation. You know, you're going to sell tickets, and obviously everybody in Charlotte loves Cam Newton, and um, it's a business, so uh, bring Cam back for that. Um, if they draft, can you pick it? Then they're not going to bring Cam back, I'm sure, Um Matt Rule would probably view that as a distraction for um, Kenny Pickett, his his prized rookie quarterback. But um, you know, it, it just depends on on how the quarterback scenario plays out. I, I think Cam's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think Cam's better than Baker um, for Carolina. So I think that if if they're if they are going go to go the vet, that's what they should do. I don't think they will, but if they were a smart team, they would. Um, so it, just, it really just all has to play out and and see see where we go. I mean, I I would just love to have him back.
0: Let's talk about that. You brought up an interesting point. It's a good conversation to have. I would agree I would I would tend to agree with Newton better than Garoppolo. Newton's got the run ability. Garoppolo is very limited. Um but Mayfield, let's let's talk about that, Wes. What do you think Mayfield versus Newton? Who you t- uh, take any trades out of there just just value at QB? Newton or Mayfield, who are you more comfortable with?
1: If you want Baker Mayfield, just draft Sam Howell.
0: <laughs> that's that, fair. <laughs> that,
1: that's that, that that that's how I feel about Baker Mayfield. Um, and I, so I would take I would take Cam. Interesting. Personally.
2: Okay. Yeah, Baker's just like you. You know what? – Baker is literally maybe Sam just Howell. a slightly better version than Jimmy. Yeah, and and, and Sam Howell, but like Baker. You're gonna to have to pay him. Uh, he's probably gonna command more than Cam Newton would bringing him in. Um, he, he's he's just a he's just a shithead. I, I just don't like him that much. Uh, and uh, you know, Cam Newton is is so loved in Charlotte. Like it, it, just doesn't make any sense to in any scenario to pick Baker over Cam for this uh, for this roster and and this team in North Carolina. But uh, you know, Matt Rule has done crazier things. So.
0: See, I, I like Baker over Cam Newton right now. Um, I'm sure you guys figured that. But um, I just think Baker has more to offer. If you – I talked to Bryson about this a couple weeks ago. If you take Baker the year before last, he was playing his – arguably his best football, and he looked pretty damn good going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in that unbelievable game. Um, and I, I just think – the Cam Newton starting days are, they're kind of over in this league. I really think that I, yeah, the Cam Newton stuff was great last year, but I just, I don't view him as a starter in this league anymore. I don't, I think, I think he's, he can play in, you know, a role at QB and kind of what Carolina had him at, but I don't, I just, I think the Cam Newton days are done. That's just kind of where I'm
1: at. When's the last time a healthy Cam Newton actually had weapons in an offensive line though? When, when, when did we see that? Cause he didn't have it in new England. He didn't have an offensive line or time with the playbook last year. How, we don't know the, I, I've asked genuinely don't think we know the answer to that question. Like is, is he done or not? Cause we haven't, we haven't seen him with an actual good team. I mean I mean that that's the stand in me talking, but look at the look at the receivers he had in New England when he actually with the covid year so a shortened a shortened amount of time with the playbook in the team he had his best receiver was um Jacoby Myers, probably mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. last year came in in week ten was it was a ten
0: but I guess for me is why are teams why are teams so hesitant to take him because he's had last year. No one took him. Carolina took him because they're desperate, and it was basically a PR move. And no one's taking him right now. He's out there. There's, there's he's had no... offers.
1: He had offers there's... last year and this year, but both. Yeah. he just turned them down. For by all accounts, I don't know for certain. For certain, I'm but I'm not we. Into... I
0: mean, we don't know those offers if they were starting or not. Like we don't. Like again, that's probably that's what I'm trying to get at. Is if he is if he's so good, he would be picked up and on a roster right now. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at.
1: And I'm not saying he's a top 15 quarterback any, anywhere, anymore by any means, but I think he's a top 32 quarterback, and that's a starter.
0: Oh, I, I, I guess if you're looking at it that way, yeah, I guess I would say he's a starter. I guess for me, I don't think Cam Newton catapulting this team to a wild card spot is, is realistic at this point. I just – I don't see that.
1: Let's look at what they've done this offseason, and if if they plan on bringing Cam back, you draft one of the three tackles at six – Look at that offensive line. You've got a healthy CMC. You've got DJ. You've got Robbie. You've got your tight ends. You've got the most weapons that cams ever had for a full season mm-hmm. because look, look back to even to 20, 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, 14, 13, 12. I mean, who was the best receiver he had during that time? Cheeseburger Eddie.
0: Yeah. He's also 10, 15 years older and he's beat up. Like, yeah, 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 we yeah. got we got to get over the Cam Newton isn't what he was three four years ago. Like that's the, yeah, those but, days but, are done.
2: No, nobody's <laughs> trying to say that, but no, we're we're trying to say you that. You just
0: said Cam Newton can come in and take this or West. I guess said it took take this team no. a wild card spot after yeah. they went five and twelve. Like the de- the defense like, is
1: the defense is mostly. I mean the defense is mostly back. You you, yeah. you lose you you you've added some to the defense and you lose. Gilmore who was hurt most of the time and you lose one of your two sack producers. Okay. Mm. Um, I think there's some with, with some shuffling. I think the defense can be almost as good. You have, have totally redone the offensive line, especially if you plan on using six on a left tackle, because if you're bringing cam back, that's what you're doing. It's mm. arguably from a bottom five to a top Ten to twelve offensive line in the league at that point. If, I mean, if you just look across, if you go, let's say it's it's Cross and not even Neal or Icky Cross, Brady, Bozeman, Corbett, Moten.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, that's yeah, a, I would that's say a,
0: top. I would say top fifteen at least. Yeah.
1: So I mean, that's a better, much better offensive line, and then you hopefully have a healthy Christian McCaffrey and.
0: That's uh, available. Tar- we'll get into or, that.
1: A Terrace Marshall Jr. who actually gets time on the field. I, yeah, I
0: mean. and
2: and I I I think at not at any point were we trying to say that Cam Newton is what he used to be. If he is what he used to be, he could he would be the MVP. We're saying he could be the MVP coming. I'm not saying that at all. What we're saying is he's never had this much talent ever in his career in the NFL. Not even in 2015 when we went to the Super Bowl. We know he carried this team to the Super Bowl. So we've never seen him surrounded with this much talent on the offensive line, at receivers, at running back. So maybe he still can, can have flashes of being a good starting quarterback in this league with this much talent surrounded him with this kind of protection on the offensive line. And that much time to study the playbook is, is all we're saying.
1: Yep. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that he's going to come in and be Cam of old. Um, it's just, it can't be any worse than Sam last year. And
0: I'll, I'll leave it at this. I think the Cam Newton days are done. Let's move on to Christian McCaffrey. We talked about him staying on the field, and this is very interesting because Fitterer has, says one thing, Matt Rule says another. So you have Fitterer who's been tooting this horn of, you know, Christian can go to the slot, let's move him to the slot. Um, he's talked about even two back sets with him, which I think could be really interesting. And then you have Rule who today basically shut that, shut the door on that. Um, he said – We can always move him around and utilize him, but at the end of the day, he's a back. Bryson, I'll start with you on this. Um, What do you think McCaffrey's role should be? And yeah, let's start there.
2: I think McCaffrey should be the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills right now is what I think, but. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, if he's healthy, oh, he's, man. he's, uh, if he's healthy, which is a big humongous, ginormous, if, uh, he, you know, he, he's an effective part of the offense. So, uh, I, I think mixing it up and, and putting him in a slot is, is playing to his strengths and using him, um, wherever, you know, he can be effective. So I I, I think that mixing it up w- would be good and take, take some carries away from his brittle ass and. Uh, put him in the slot so he's not, you know, running between the tackles or whatever. But, uh, I, I think that if those reports were true, that Buffalo was interested and the Panthers didn't move him for whatever they offered, um, to take that contract, they are just more ignorant than I've ever thought of, um, this team being. So, um, that's where I stand with Christian McCaffrey. And
1: then for me, um, I think if you look at how San Francisco used Debo Samuel, that's how I think Christian McCaffrey should be used. Um, that is really – he touched the ball 12 to 15 times a game and was explosive every single time. And that, that's really what McCaffrey can be for whatever team he's on. Uh, I think he's a top five skill position player for – when he's healthy. I I really do. I mean, that's a big, a big if in the last two years, in the last two years, but prior to that, it it, he was arguably one for, for a a stretch there Uh, as far as skill position players go. I think Tyreek passed him there and, uh, but, um, I don't think trading him was ever going to happen because even if, because there was an out. So if they didn't restructure, there was an out in the contract after next year. So this was the last year they were going to have to pay him if they didn't restructure. I I haven't seen, I haven't looked since then, but I don't, I've never expected a trade. Now, I would have liked to get that money off in a trade and I like McCaffrey, but I never really expected that to to happen.
0: Yeah, I don't, it's so frustrating because I, when they, when they signed this big contract, that was all for it because I really thought, McCaffrey was a generational type player. I mean he's he's incredible um, when he's healthy and that's the problem. And these injuries, they're just they're just they're freak odd injuries. They're not the torn ACLs or you know those type of those type of injuries that most backs have. I don't know if it's something where he just works, he's working himself too hard in the off season the way he trains. I know this I know this offseason he said he was gonna kind of dial back the first couple months um, with his training um, but it's just I don't know why it took him this long to figure that out like I felt like it, I felt like he should have been do- doing that this past offseason before the 2021 season um, because when he is on the field, I mean, you you look at the games this year, they're three and oh with him on the field, and after that, it just well, everything fell apart, and Sam Darnold's safety blanket was no longer there. So I think the trade obviously would it have been nice if they would have got, you know, if, who knows what it would have been uh first second rounder. I don't know, but uh, I think those days are done. We talked about that last week with the restructuring. Um, but wh- whoever's here at quarterback, if he could stay healthy, is going to be great for them. I think that's a great selling point. I mean, I'm sure that was a selling point to Deshaun Watson coming here to play like a guy with him if he's healthy. So hopefully he can stay healthy this year for more than what? What was he? The free four or five games he had this past year um but man it would it would be nice to see McCaffrey i mean McCaffrey and Malik Willis week 6 when Malik is Malik is in the playbook a little bit more i think that was that would be freaking nice um but yeah that's i th- i think Christian is he's he's a premium talent and when he's on the field he's he's outstanding we cu- we talked about the offensive line a little bit, but let's dive a little bit deeper into that because Fitterer seems like that his the moves he's made, and which I agree with, um, were were really good this year. And when he was talking the other day, he, he seemed comfortable with having Christensen at left tackle. Um, he was specifically asked if you would take the guys you have right now, would you be comfortable starting them week one? And he said, yeah. Um, So that begs the question, is that a smokescreen and they really want to tackle at six? Um, Do they add a veteran Bryson and I have talked about, you know, a guy like Dwayne Brown, Eric Fisher. Um, Wes, I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think of the additions um, of Corbett, of Bozeman? Where do you think those guys are going to end up? And obviously, that's kind of hard right now because we don't know what they're going to do at um, if they go and get another left tackle. And then what do you think of Fitter's comments?
1: So I think you can just about write those two and pin in at this point. Center, right guard, right tackle, I think is is pretty much solidified with Bozeman, Corbett, and Moten. Um, I, I think everything hinges on what they want to do in the draft and if they tip their hand too early they lose leverage there so they'll sign a Dwayne Brown or an Eric Fisher if they want to go quarterback and they will if if they have the chance if they wait too long they may not have a chance but I think I think that's their thoughts if they're going to go quarterback at six then that's their plan is to sign a veteran to come in and either play left guard or left tackle and then, and I'm leaning towards for whatever reason, they're not fully comfortable with Brady at left tackle, which just blows my mind, but that's a different conversation. Um, and then vice versa, if they want to draft a left tackle, they'll sign or trade for a veteran quarterback.
0: Yeah, I feel like the same. I feel like the same way. Go ahead, Brayson.
2: Yeah. And, and obviously if they do either of those too early, then like Wes said, they're going to be t- uh, tipping their hand for the draft. And I'm sure they want to be as secretive as possible at what they're going to do just to get the player they want to fall. So uh, I'm not sure uh, why they're not comfortable with Christian's at left tackle. Like Wes, Wes was saying, I thought, you know, in the limited role Christian did play there. Um, he showed improvements and um, was playing decently well uh, to end the season. And um, he was a good left tackle in college, uh, actually a great left tackle. So, um and you just drafted him in the third round last year so you know whether he's playing left guard or left tackle I guess is um uh, mute until we know what they do with the sixth pick but uh I think if if I had to guess right now I I feel like Carolina is going to end up after the draft signing a left tackle uh and then moving Christensen to left guard and I think that They like Dwayne Brown, uh, just the the style of, uh, like Kevin mentioned last week, he just fits the offense, uh, the downhill running better than Eric Fisher does. Um, Although Dwayne Brown is 37 and Eric Fisher is 31. Dwayne Brown could be a gap kind of player and maybe next year go after a tackle if they go quarterback this year. So uh, I think they're in a good position. I think definitely much better than they were last year. Um, Cam Irving and uh, fucking uh, Elfline. But – I think that they have made good enough improvements to the offensive line to to kind of be comfortable and just and just really see
0: what happens at six. Wes, uh, do you have a preference on Dwayne Brown or Eric Fisher if they were to go that route?
1: The injury scares me for Fisher. To be completely honest, I, I um, I'm not confident in him recovering fully from that and being the same player. So, and and to talk about the fit. One guy in the draft, who I, I'm not sure we end up in the position to take him at six unless we trade back and, and we trade back and it's not for a quarterback. But Trevor Penning really, I think, fits that that downhill running style that he seems like a Matt Rule type of guy. Um, and, and 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 I don't I don't mind him. I think his pass blocking could use some work, but he's definitely a, a mean downhill run blocker.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think I also think Dwayne Brown fits that mold. Um I kind of hope they do go that route because I am pulling for a rookie QB, um, but obviously that ain't gonna happen until closer to the draft. But I liked Brady Christensen. Well, we, we, I, I feel like me and Bryson have been uh, pulling for him really this all this whole past season, um, and I'm glad he got the chance towards the end of the season. I really think he showed improvement in all three of those games. He started at the end there at left tackle and. I think he has a real good shot. And, you know, maybe they go out and get a garden in, in the, uh, in the draft. Um, if they do go the route of Brady at the left tackle, but I'll tell you what that Bozeman and Corbett, both of those guys are, you know, Bozeman's on the prove it deal. I really think, I mean, I don't know if you follow, follow him on Twitter, but that guy really seems to love Charlotte and if, if he if he keeps playing like he did in Baltimore, they could lock him up for a, a couple more years, and they could have some steady pieces inside. So that's exciting because this offensive line was god awful last year, and no one ever wanted to see the tandem of Elfline and Cam Irving again. Um, but let's we've talked enough about offense. Let's go to the defense a little bit. Um, Matt Rule said today that he anticipates Jeremy Chin staying at safety. Bryson, I know you're not a fan of that. I want to get your take on it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Chin is just better in the box playing that linebacker hybrid role. So, uh, I, you know, when Trey Boston had tweeted that, oh, they were signing another safety and, and the Carolina wants Chin to move back up in the box, I was excited. It, you know, he, he helps in the run game. Um, you know, he's clean it like every play. It seems like he's cleaning up every tackle that, you know, that gets through the defensive line and in, into the linebacker area. But uh, I don't think chin was great in coverage as a safety. Uh, he he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. And I think that his abilities are just better well suited to play that role that he was in his rookie, his rookie season. So um, I'm, I'm not upset. I mean, he's still on my team. He's still a good player. So you know, it is what it is. And if he's playing safety, I think that he's going to be a fine safety, but I think to, to get the full, uh, the the full chin experience, you need to to have him playing up towards the, towards the line.
0: Wes, what do you, did you like him safety in the box?
1: I mean, he is viewed as the player he's, he's viewed as right now because of playing in the box, but because of the year he had his rookie year, um, and, and not the year that he had last year, that was down considered a down year for him, even though he played really well, that was considered a down year. Um, so I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, when that tweet, the, 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 the tweet you're talking about, when that happened, I was sitting there thinking, God, they add honey badger to this defense if that's who I thought it might be, uh, just, yeah, just we in, did my, in my head, <laughs> I, if, I said, if they have Xavier Woods, Honey Badger, Jeremy Chin, JC Horn and Dante Jackson back there, good Lord. That's yeah, secondary. secondary? That, and I mean, I still kind of question the, 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 the Dante extension a little bit or feel, I guess not extension deal a little bit with, with Gilly still on the market and not taking something and us still having 30 million cap space, but that's, Dante's got Dante's younger and, and, and has progressed a lot, so you don't you don't let guys you drafted just walk away for nothing when you've developed them as well as he has come a long way.
0: Man, you got a perfect segue here. I was just about to bring up Gilmore. The development this week was that door is not closed. Um, Fitterer and Morgan bumped into Gilmore at dinner. Um, and they had a conversation and they kind of fitter, kind of laid out where they were at, and Gilmore laid out where he was at. Um, still kind of te- like seeing where his market is, um, which is interesting because I definitely thought, and, and it still could be the case that this was an either or with Gilmore or Jackson. But Bryson, thoughts on that? I know we both were pounding the table for Gilmore. For the Panthers to re-sign him, that clearly didn't happen. You weren't as a fan of the Dante extension money-wise. Um, but what are your thoughts on maybe they getting Gilmore and Jackson back?
2: Hey, I'd be all for it, man. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of that depends on, on what happens at quarterback and left tackle. They're not going to spend all their money on cornerbacks and free agency. So, uh, you know, obviously it'd be nice to have Gilmore, J.C. Horn, and Dante in the slot, Uh I mean, that's that's the best quarterback room in the NFL, uh, not even close. So, uh, I, I preferred Gilmore over Jackson. Uh, I thought Gilmore – I mean, he's just a better player. I know he's older, but uh, Jackson just really doesn't do it for me. Um, the Washington game, I think, was just the nail in the coffin for me. He has progressed, and he he's shown, you know, growth with being a leader in the locker room and stuff like that. But he just gets exposed. He's extremely inconsistent. He – when your previous head coach knows that you're a weakness and they can, and they just target you the whole game. I think that 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 really says a lot. And um, Taylor Heineke just torched Dante Jackson. Uh, and you know, I, I know Terry McLaurin's a really good receiver, but if Dante's getting paid like a top fifteen corner, so he should play like a top fifteen corner. And and I and that game specifically, he definitely didn't. Um, so I, I I preferred Gilmore. And and you know from what you mentioned, Curtis, it sounds like Gilmore's still a possibility. I think it's well known that he and his wife love Charlotte and would prefer to stay in Charlotte if they could. So I think a lot of it hinges on, like I mentioned, what happens in the draft for Carolina and and prior with the quarterback and left tackle situation. And also what kind of deals uh, Gilmore can get, because I think that if he is going to take a, 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 like, if his market isn't that high, then why not just take a a little bit lower of a deal kind of like a prove it deal like uh, Reddick did and just stay in Carolina for one more season and, prove people that you can come off that injury that he came off of and um, still play at a high level. So uh, I, I think that it is still a po- possibility, but just really like all other things we've talked about, we just have to wait and wait and see
0: this damn waiting game April 28th. Can't come soon enough. Well, let's end on this with the defense. One of you guys try to sell this for me because I'm tired of seeing the mock drafts with this. What scenario does Carolina take a defensive player at six? There
1: isn't. Because, thank you. Okay. Go ahead. There's not a scenario where you can justify doing it. Two years ago, you spent every pick on defense. Well-deserved or, as you should have. You were 31st, I think in the league in defense. You had a, you had a clear problem and you addressed it. Good job. Last year, You still – you used your most valuable pick on defense and passed on a quarterback. JC's going to be a great player. And you passed on a left tackle too, so both of those. Both very high-value positions that you passed on. Um, There was an all-pro left tackle as a rookie that you passed on um, that was on the top of your – up there on the top of your board and your top three or four guys remaining, and you passed on – a quarterback who I still think is good. He did not have a great rookie season, but that's who I would—that's who I wanted at the pick. Um, so you just can't justify again three years in a row with defense not being the problem last year using a top ten pick on defense. I mean, Derrick Brown was eight or nine, nine. JC was eight six. I mean, you, you, there's a trend there. It's getting <laughs> earlier, earlier and earlier in the draft and, and you keep doing it. Um, it's so. getting worse.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't think that. they Come on, that. give me your best uh, salesman pitch here. No, no yeah, but I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And, you know, maybe there is a scenario the week before the draft, they go out and make a trade for uh Garoppolo or whatever, sign Garoppolo or Baker um, if they're cut and they're comfortable with Christensen at left tackle. And maybe they they're they're thinking we need to fill a Reddick's spot uh, in this on this defense, and they go like a, if Kayvon Thibodeau falls or uh, you know uh, Tr- uh, Trayvon Walker or whatever uh, from Georgia, I believe um, maybe maybe that happens. Uh, I absolutely don't think they go corner for any reason whatsoever. I don't care if. Every corner gets injured. Sauce. Sauce gone. <laughs> Hell no. I, I do not like I, – I, I don't like him as, as a player or as a prospect. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I don't think that they go corner. Um, so, yeah, I, I, maybe that happens in a weird world, but uh, I agree with both of you. I don't think that they go defense. Uh, I think that they have their eyes set on either a left tackle or a quarterback, and it's going to be hard to get their eyes to look elsewhere.
0: I will throw up if they take a defensive player in that with the six pick. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be like you when they took JC and I'm gonna walk off and be pissed. I, I was so <laughs> mad. I was, was so about, mad. man.
1: We were we did a, a, a live episode during the draft last year and I just I just dropped my head and I I was I let them do the talking for like <laughs> a good minute, minute and a half, two minutes, and I was then gave my chime in because I, I fully expected it to be fields at that moment. Yeah.
2: I mean, imagine how different we would be sitting here talking if Justin Fields was our quarterback, and you know we we had that franchise QB already on our roster, and we're like, man, we they, they made these signings and filled the offensive line. I'm, I'm sure they would ha- either. Were
0: they? Wh- where would they be going right now? Would they be going corner? Because they probably wouldn't have got. Obviously, wouldn't have gotten JC, but then they don't have the tackle either. So yeah. Well, I think, I think you. I think
1: you go tackle, and you just prioritize bringing back both Gilly and Dante probably.
2: Yeah. That's what I would say as well. Yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I would love Justin Fields in the Carolina Panthers jersey. It still been. haunts me. still what haunts me to this been.
0: day. We want to thank Wes for coming on this evening contributor at 704cast. Again, go check them out wherever you get your podcast. Now let's get to our draft picks of the week.
2: All right, Curtis, I'll start us off this week. Um, I am drinking something that is very interesting. It is called the Southern Apple, um, born in uh, Boone, North Carolina. Is that a wine cooler? It, it's, it's a hard cider. It's a hard cider. Uh, so pretty much, yeah. It's 5% alcohol, you know, which is pretty uh, more than most beers, really. Uh, Southern Apple, so I guess you can kind of get the hint. It's an apple hard cider uh, from Boone, North Carolina it was delicious. It was very good. Uh, 170 calories, which is pretty high. So if you're trying to lose weight or anything, I wouldn't recommend it, but, um, it's from the Appalachian mountain, uh, cidery AMC. Um, been there in Boone. It's a cool spot to go check out, um, Boone in general. Uh, it's a semi dry cider with a classic clean, crisp and smooth taste. Um, and that is a very accurate, um, description of it. So I highly recommend it and give it a shot.
0: Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not drinking something from North Carolina. I am, but where I'm on the cider train as well, this is canned from California Cider Company. It's called Ace Guava Cider. It's got like a deck of cards on the front with a, it looks like an orange or a peach, whatever the hell that is. Um, it's pretty good. It's a good cider. It's it's not too sugary, um, 5% alcohol. It's a it's a it's a decent cider. I would actually probably buy this one again. Um it's almost like a semi-dry cider, if you get what I'm saying. Um so I would give this one a try if you ever I think I think we got this one from Trader Joe's, maybe. Um, but again, ace California guava craft cider. Um give this I one almost, a drink.
2: I almost so, got an ace cider. Uh, today, when I was picking up my beer. Oh, have you
0: had something like you've had these before? Yeah,
2: yeah I've had the pineapple oh. one. It's, it's really good. Uh, but I almost got the mango one that they had. Um, but yeah, anything aces is, is good. I, I love that. I've never
0: heard of them. I didn't even, I haven't even, yeah, I've never seen these yeah. guys before. Yeah, they're very good. But give this Brazilian pink guava Yeah, this is, it's a, it's a pretty damn good uh, cider. So give it a try. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap this evening. You can catch all of our episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. We do have a giveaway going on right now. We did it last year. We gave away a draft hat. We're doing it again this year. Um, so if you go on our Twitter, it's at Panthers on tap and like the draft hat giveaway post and also give us a follow and you'll be entered to win. We're going to be drawing that on Monday. We'll announce it on Twitter. So looking forward to that. And we just want to thank everyone for following us and listening to us. We appreciate all the support from you guys. And as always...